Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled, I Am Thankful for the Gospel, presented by Pastor Floyd and Janice Silva on November 4th, 2018. It's uh, kind of nice to see um, everyone here this morning. Uh, uh, Janice and I, of course, you know my wife, Janice, uh, we've been married for a uh, little over 27 years. Uh, we've been together for, for over 32 years. We started dating when we were about seven and eight, in just in case you're wondering. <laughs> I'll let you do the math from there. Um, <clears throat> you know, we, we've experienced a lot together in our lifetime. And I, I'll have to tell you, the, those 27 years, um, they haven't always been the greatest of years. Um, and I say that just because um, I want people to understand that uh, uh, God has given us a life. He, he has uh, provided for us some very specific things. And what we're going to share with you this morning, uh, our hope is that, that we would share with you that, uh, that the gospel, the goodness of the hope, love, and faith that Jesus Christ offers us um, is, is active and alive in our lives. And no matter what we go through, no matter what we experience in this lifetime, God is always with us. He is always faithful and he is always at work in our lives. And sometimes, sometimes we don't always understand that. We don't always have the answers to those questions of why is God doing this? Why am I going through this? And kind of what's going on. And I want to tell you that, that Janice and I, we've experienced over the last 30 plus years together um, some very good moments in life. We, we've had abundance in, in aspects of, of just uh, what we've gotten to experience together and uh, we've also experienced loss you know there's been some very very tough moments you know one of the one of the greatest joys that Janice and I celebrate is is our children you know we have a 19 year old daughter and a 21 year old son and and uh, through their births and watching them grow we we feel so blessed it's it's one of the greatest things we've experienced I'll tell you I have to admit uh, when we were first married um, I didn't really want to have children you know I, I kind of had this this kind of selfish heart in regards to you know that I just didn't want to have to worry about all the struggles and all the all the tough things that they might have to face in life, but I, I'm very thankful. But I also want to share with you that, that in those moments, as, as we were trying to um, uh, just build a life for ourselves, um, we, we did experience loss. Um, Janice had, had a miscarriage uh, in between uh, Floydy and, and Samantha, and uh, that moment was, was very tough for us. It was tough. And, and early on in our marriage, you know, uh, my dad passed away. We were not even a year, year into our marriage, and, and my dad had a massive heart attack. And then, and then shortly, shortly after that, not too long after that, uh, when our daughter was born, um, her mom passed away from, um, from cancer. And uh, so we, we ex- experienced some things in our lifetime. And, and I'll tell you, in th- those moments, um, they, they were very traumatic for us. Um, when my dad died, I didn't, I didn't know how to deal with death, you know. Um, I still struggle with that in, in some ways. Uh, but in the midst of that, as I look back, I see all the great things that, that God did in, in those moments. And, and uh, when, we, when we had the, the miscarriage, it was one of those moments in life where, um, you know, I really didn't know how to express the emotions that I felt of, of losing a child and not understanding why 
and just all the hopefulness that I had in, in knowing that we were going to have a child together and then all of a sudden uh, things changed and, and uh, it, it was very, very scary I think for me personally and I know for Janice there was a lot of emotions there and, and we, we wrestled through it but one of the, one of the, the greatest things that it came out of that moment and I don't want this to sound wrong but one of the, the greatest things was, was the aspect of, of how the gospel played into our lives and when I say the gospel I'm talking about the, the grace of God God, God used his people to show us his grace. There were so many that, that came around us in those moments and, and shared their own experiences of, 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 of losing a child and, and the loss of life and, and just encouraged us and loved us. And, you know, what's interesting is, is that I know that everyone that sits in this room today probably has some moments of loss, moments where, where life is hard. And, and I, I couldn't even begin to imagine what you've experienced or even try to guess uh, what you've gone through, but, but what I want to offer you this morning, what Janice and I want to offer you as we share our hearts with you and we share these passages with you is that, that the gospel of Jesus Christ, the grace, the hope, and the love of a God that, that just cares so much for us, that no matter what you're going through, no matter what you've been through, that that grace will always be there. It will always be there for you. And it's just us taking the steps to understand that grace. It's us taking the steps to, to move towards and make that gospel be the center of our lives. Make the, the salvation of Jesus Christ be the center of our lives. And I know that's tough at times. I know that in every moment it's always not going to be this, this shining and glaring light. But I will, will promise you this. If you take those steps to do that, God will always show up. And I'll tell you, God has never left you. He'll always be there for you and he'll help you to walk through it. And, and so we're going to share our journey with you a little bit this morning. And, and I've asked Janice to kind of talk about some of the things that uh, early on in our marriage, and it's kind of a funny thing, but early on I'd, I'd you know, encourage her to, to have a faith of her own. And, and, uh, and we call it the nevers. You know, I don't know if you guys have the nevers in your life, but there's always something in our life that we'll say, oh, we'll never do or we'll never be or we'll never become. And, and Janice used that word a lot. And so I'm going to let her share a little bit about that here in, in regards to the gospel. So. Well, good morning, everyone. Um, <clears throat> I'm never up here, so if I'm nervous <laughs> and I stumble over my words, that's why. Now, if I just think of you guys all as second graders, I will be good. Because <laughs> I teach second grade, and I'm, I, I'm okay there. But when I have to get up in front of a group of adults, I get very nervous. So forgive me if I stumble over my words and if I sound rambly, but... Um, Floyd just sprung this on me two weeks ago and said, yeah. oh, I would like for you to be that, up there with that's me. That's a good husband, right? And I said no. I said no. But um, to the nevers, uh, for those of you that don't know me, um, I was uh, born and raised in a Buddhist uh, family. My mom was from Japan. Um, so that's all I knew for probably the uh, first, uh, I guess I met Floyd at 14, so 14 years of my life. Um, and I didn't really have God in my life. I didn't need God in my life. I, I never felt the need for him in my life or anything. And uh, so Floyd and I started dating, um, and he was a Christian, and I thought, okay, well, oh well. Um, all right. Um, but as, of course, our relationship got more and more serious, um, he would say, well, you know, for thinking about marriage, I, I, you have to be a Christian to, for us to get married. I said, well, I'll never be a Christian. Sorry, we're never going to get married. We'll fast forward, and we got married. So happy, okay, we, we go. And I'm not saying that um, it was easy, um, but we got through it. And several years later, um, we started thinking about having kids, and he said, really, um, if we're going to bring kids into this world, because I don't even know if I want to, you really need to have a faith of your own, and you really should 
be a Christian. Well, I'm not going to be Christian, so I guess we're never going to have kids. Well, we have two kids. Um, But God knew what he was doing. Uh, He was working on me, working on my heart, and little did I know, um, when I said I'll never be a Christian, I'll never do this, I'll never do that, every time I said that, um, he has that good sense of humor, it would happen. So um, shortly after our son was born, I gave my life to Christ. Uh, very secretively and very quietly. I didn't tell Floyd. I didn't tell anyone. And I just kind of wanted to wait and see what God was going to do. Because Floyd would always uh, bring up Bible verses and say, you know, you need to trust in God. He will uh, answer your prayers. He'll answer questions. You can test him even if you needed to. Well, shortly after that, um, my mom did get sick, like Floyd said. And it was very, very early on in my uh, walk. But again, God knew what he was doing. And um, my mom did get leukemia, and she needed a uh, bone marrow transplant. Well, being from Japan, that was one difficult hurdle. Number two, she was the only child, so she didn't have any siblings, and so we were told, well, it's going to be almost impossible to find her a donor. Well, there's that word for me again, never. We're never going to find a donor, right? Well, we found a donor for her, and to me, I, I questioned God, and I kind of tested him and said, well, if you are who you are, God, then find her a donor. Well, he did find her a donor. The one thing I did not do was test God in the sense of saying, um, if you are who you are, then she will live, and this bone marrow will take. Well, um, it didn't, but God knew, again, what he was doing, because through all of that and through her death, I did find a faith of my own, and... um, And I'm very thankful for that. So um, the verse that I have that goes with that is Lamentations 3, 22 to 23. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. So the negativity that I would always put in never, I will never do this, I will never do that, God changed and turned it into a positive for me that God's love is never ending. And um, I truly, truly believe that. Don't ever say never say never because it always <laughs> comes true right. and I never ever thought that I would be a pastor's wife and I told him that too and here I am yeah. here now. <laughs> darn it God has a good sense of humor doesn't he definitely you know one of the things that, that was interesting as we kind of went through that season with her mom um, it was about a year from Thanksgiving to Thanksgiving that she was diagnosed and that she actually passed away she passed away on Thanksgiving day um, one of the, the, the great things as you look at, at your past and you kind of look at the seasons of life that, that you go through, one of the things that stands out abundantly for me is that uh, prior to her illness, um, her mom wasn't open to the gospel message. Uh, you couldn't even use the name Jesus. Uh, we would tell her that the church was praying for her and she would say, please don't. Uh, but as, as, as she was going through this season, um, God really softened her heart. And uh, towards the end of the season, before she passed away, her and I had some phenomenal um, conversations about the gospel. I was able to share my faith, what God had done in my life. She was open to it. She would listen. I learned more about her. Um, we would spend, or I would, we'd take turns because we had kids spending the night with her at the hospital and, and being with her. And, and we just have great conversations together. And so, you know, we just saw the gospel come alive in those moments. And it's so interesting to see because I know that, that every person goes through different seasons and different moments. And as we are in the midst of them, we don't always understand what God is doing. But we do know that God is at work and he is uh, drawing us near. 
And I just want to share with you and ask you just a question this morning. And it's, it's an odd question to ask. It, it really is. And, and I, just, I just want us to think about this. And I don't want you to really answer in the sense of I got, got this all figured out. But just to think about, will I be thankful in every moment? And that, that's a, a weird question to ask because I know not every moment deserves a thank you. But listen to what the writer says in, in, the, in James chapter 1. He says this, he says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. He's saying, be thankful for everything that you'll face in life, because you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Well, this, this morning, uh, Janice and I just simply want you guys to know that, that we're thankful for the gospel. And the gospel is the love that Jesus Christ showed us on the cross. It's the grace that he has given us, even though we didn't deserve this grace, even though we, we didn't do anything to earn this grace. We're thankful that God loved us so much. One, that he brought us together, you know, at the ages of seven and eight. <laughs> and, and he worked in us, and he's also worked through us in some of these moments. And so we're going to read a passage out of 1 Corinthians that I hope will be an encouragement to us and a reminder to us to put the gospel at the center of our lives and always be thankful no matter what we face in life. Will you pray with me? Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for just the goodness of Jesus Christ, the, the hope that we have. Father, we thank you for the gospel. We thank you for the love that you showed us through your son. Lord, I pray that this morning that you would touch our hearts, that you would open our eyes and help us to see more clearly the things that you are doing in our lives, the season that we might be in. Father, and in these moments, that as we test our faith, that there would be this steadfastness, this growth, this, this heart that would move closer and, and deeper in love with you. Lord, we just thank you for these moments. We thank you for all that you are. And we ask you to speak to us, to teach us, and to guide us this morning. We invite you into this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I'd like to, if you would, grab your Bibles, your iPhones, your iPad. There's Bibles under the chairs. If you didn't have a Bible with you, you're more than welcome to use that. Um, if you need a Bible and you want to take it with you, you're welcome to do that. Those are our gift to you. Um, we're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and uh, we're going to read the first five verses of 1 Corinthians chapter 2 together. I'll give you a second. It'll also be up on the screen for you if you need it. You guys ready? All right, let's read together. Paul says, And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not as plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Well, in these passages, there's three ways that we can show our thankfulness for the gospel. And the first one is just simple. Just share his story with everyone. And this weekend, our ladies got to experience uh, some stories. They, they shared their stories with each other. And I tell you what, each and every person here has a story to share. And what's interesting is you, as you talk to the ladies, you, you hear how some say, you know, I have this amazing story, you know, this, this, this huge uh, gift of, of salvation, of grace, of healing, uh, of, of just this supernatural power of God that just intervened in my life at the right moment. 
And then you hear other ladies and they'll say, you know what? There's just really been nothing that great that's happened in my life. There's just, you know, nothing really going on. And, and I think there's a misunderstanding there of, of what it means. It, there, there always seems to have this, this mindset that we have to have this extraordinary thing that, that the heavens have to open and, and, and things just have to come crashing down. And that's how we experience God. But that's not the case. See, no matter, no matter what you've done, no matter what you've been through, God is writing his, his story in you in these moments today. See, and in verse 1, Paul just simply says, when I, when I came to you, brothers, I did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech and wisdom. You know, as a Christ follower, someone who walks with Jesus, there, there was a specific moment when you experienced Christ. And that in itself was a miracle. That is in, in itself should be something that you should be proclaiming and sharing as Paul says here, you, I, I proclaim to you the testimony of God. Not with lofty speech or wisdom. Nothing that was fancy or, or extraordinary, but just simply what God is doing in my life and how he is at work. See, just like Paul, it's, it's a simple story. It's a story that doesn't require a lot of big words or anything real fancy. So I want you to back up a few verses in the first chapter of, of 1 Corinthians. Listen to what he says, God does. He says, consider your calling, verse 26 and 27. He says, consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. And then listen to this in verse 27. He says, but God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. And what Paul is telling us here is he chose you. No matter how good you think you are or how big you think you are or how old you think you are, God chose you. And he chose you with a plan. And he has a purpose for your life. See, your story is his story. And he chose you for that. He chose you. And for that, we should be grateful. For that, every morning we should wake up giving him praise and we should be telling his story to anybody who would listen. You know, it's interesting, for, for many years, um, I've told Janice, you know, that she has a, an amazing story. My story isn't that great, you know, in my own eyes, because all I see is I was raised by a, 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 a mom that loved me, that, that pointed me to Jesus, you know, at every moment, even when she had to paddle me and hit me over the head, you know, and at times she did, she hit me over the head. Thank you, mama, for that. Yeah. Kids, thank your moms for patting you over the head. You'll, you'll be thankful later in life. Today, maybe you're not, but later you will be. You know, my mom always pointed me to Jesus. But in Janice's life, you know, she, the only Jesus she knew was usually at the, after a cuss word or before a cuss word. You know, and she didn't say those. She was good. I was the bad one. Um, but, you know, her life was transformed in some pretty amazing ways. But that doesn't discount my story. It doesn't discount what, what God has done in my life. Nor does it discount what has happened in her life. And she's got an amazing story to share with everyone. You know, anybody that would listen to, to sit down and, and watch and see what God has done in her life and in my life would be blessed by it. And no different than in your life. If, if you were to sit down and share with people what God is doing in your life, they would be blessed by it. They would be encouraged by it. But for whatever reason, we're, we're fearful. We're afraid to share our story. 
You know, um, one of the most critical moments in Janice's, and she touched on it a little bit, I'm going to ask her to share a little bit more, was the death of her mom. You know, and, and, and I want you to know that, that her mom was her best friend. Her mom was the one that she, she leaned on. Her mom was, was pretty much everything to her. You know, and at a most critical time in her life when, when she decides to put her faith in a God that, that promises all these promises and, and, and that I've shared with her, and hey, God is faithful. He's going to do good for you. He's going to give you everything you need and everything you want. And then all of a sudden she says, okay, I trust you, God. Show me. And then we get the news of her mom being sick. And not just sick, but a pretty terminal illness. I want her to just share with what God did in her life in those moments and how he helped create and, and write the story that he was writing for her in her life. So our, um, our title today is I'm Thankful for the Gospel. And um, really, I, I truly am thankful for the gospel. Um, Matthew, these are my verses, Matthew 22, 37, 38. Jesus replies, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul. And with your, all your mind, this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, that really, really rings true for me during uh, the hard time that I went through with my mom. Again, I was a very new Christian. Um, we had uh, began uh, attending this church. Back then it was called Harvest Church, uh, which is now Sol Rio. Um, but really the love of the people, and because the people are obedient to God's word, which is the gospel... I felt loved. I was able to deal with a very, very hard time in my life. Um, like Floyd said, my mom was my best friend. My parents got divorced when I was young. Um, I was one that stayed with my mom, so my mom was my hero in that sense. And so um, her getting sick was hard, but again, God knew what he was doing because being at the hospital every day with her, um, it was okay. Uh, having to take Floydy to his Auntie Valerie's every day was okay. Um, 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 I'm just so thankful for the church and for um, God's word because if you truly, truly believe that God can do miracles, he can. I'm a miracle. Um, being up here and um, just sharing this with you. Sorry, I'm so emotional. Okay, okay. Um, and I told myself, I'm not going to cry, I'm not going to cry, I'm not going to cry. So the reason why I'm crying is because I'm, it's a happy cry. It's such a, I can't explain to you, if you have not been a part of a church family that is so loving and so caring, um, that's the joy, and that's what I'm thankful for. This weekend with the ladies, the three ladies that shared their story with us, so amazing, so heartwarming. I wish all of you ladies that could not be here were here to hear their stories. And it's because they are obedient to the gospel. They're obedient to what God's calling them to do. And through the, the death of my mom, I was able to become closer to God, rely on God, um, trust in him more than I ever have, and it's okay. Um, one of the ladies shared yesterday through her loss, 
which is unbelievable, she's still able to have joy. How can you have joy when you lose one of the most important people in your life? But God does that. And that's what I'm so thankful for. Um, my mom was a, 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 how should I say, a spicy little Asian lady. <laughs> she was a spicy little lady. Um, she'll tell you like it is. She would, she'd yell at me and I'd cry. I never got spanked in my life because she'd just yell at me and I would cry. Um, but she was such a strong woman, mm. strong, strong woman. When she got diagnosed, she was like, I'm okay. It's okay. It, everything was always okay with her. And it was strange because she had her faith, and yet I had my faith now at this point. And um, it even got to the point where I think it was probably about two months before she passed away, I finally told her I was a Christian. I had not told her. And um, she would called me and said, I'm coming over. I need to go to that Walgreens by your house to get my medication, so I'm going to stop by. I said, well, I'm not going to be home. She says, where are you going to be? Sunday morning. Church. What? church hmm. yeah and I said mom I'm a Christian and I believe in God and um, she lost it she completely lost it and she said well you are not my daughter anymore you are not my daughter I can't believe you but I mean she just was very very upset but again God worked that out because um, my grandparents my Japanese grandparents also lived here and um, would talk to her and say well you know, Jan Jan is doing very well. You should, she's very happy. Floyd makes her very happy. She's doing so well. Something must be going right. God must be doing something. And they're not believers either. But I think they could see how God was working in our lives through many things that we've gone through. So over only a week's time, my mom's heart had softened. And she was the most stubborn Asian lady you probably ever meet. She would never say she was sorry. She would never. She was just very, very stubborn, very prideful. Um, but she called me and she said, I'm sorry. You are happy and you have a good husband and I'm sorry. Will you take me to the doctor today? <laughs> <laughs> I need a ride. And of course I did. But through that, God worked through everything. He worked everything out. And, and it's because of God's word. It's so powerful. It can transform anyone. I don't know if she's in heaven right now. I will find out when I get there. But I'm, I'm very hopeful. Because like Floyd said, he was able to have amazing conversations with her in the hospital. Uh, we were there constantly. And... Um, I'm so thankful. I can't even tell you how much over and over. The church family is, is amazing. They are always there for us. And um, I, can, I can turn to my, my sisters in Christ uh, a lot sooner than I can even to my own blood sisters sometimes. That's, that's how powerful God is in working uh, relationships out. So just very, very thankful for that. And um, my, my verse that really has stuck with me um, through my mom's hardships, um, everything. Of course, it's Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, and the verse that it, everyone knows. Of course, um, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. We usually stop there, but I want to go on. Uh, verse twelve says. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me, and you will seek me with all your heart. And that's 
absolutely true. We can't forget that verse because we need to seek God in those hard times because he is always, always listening to us. So, so thankful for his word. Yes, amen. And what's amazing is God is, is he's writing our testimonies as, as we live uh, day by day, moment by moment. And God is so faithful in everything. And I just want to ask you this morning just to think about what's your story you know, what has God done in your life? What are the moments that you've gone through, the seasons that you've experienced and, and how God has, has brought you through? And, and you're here today. You're a testimony to that. You're a testimony to, to what God is doing, what God wants to do. And your story is important. And the next thing that we see here that we can do is just simply fall deeper in love with Jesus. See, that's what the gospel is, is, is a love story that was written by God. And, and that love produces a love for him. And if you look at verses 2 and 3 in our main passage here um, in 1 Corinthians, he says, For I decided to know nothing among you. This is important. Know nothing among you but Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. You know, I want to ask you this morning, are you in love with Jesus and what does that look like to be in love with Jesus? You know, how do we love Jesus? Well, we love Jesus because he first loved us. He died on a cross so that we can have life and life eternal. You know, I want Janice to share a little bit more. We're going to let her do most of the talking this morning. But um, <laughs> I want her to share a moment uh, when, when she realized that she needed to love Jesus more than she loved me. And I know that sounds funny being in a marriage, but really, truly, she needed to love Jesus more than she loved me. So, of course, after my mom passed away, I think I started, talk, I th- I started thinking more about death. And um, I used to think a lot about what if Floyd died? What would I do if Floyd died? What would I do if Floyd died? And I think I started putting Floyd on this pedestal, and he would be late from work, coming home five, ten minutes. I would worry, I would worry, I would worry. And finally, God just got a hold of me and said, you need to trust me. Floyd is going to die someday. Yes, we all are. But you need to trust me. You are okay now. Your mom is not here anymore, and I carried you through that. You will be okay. You need to put me first in your life, not Floyd or not anyone else. And from that point on, which was probably a good probably seven or eight years ago, I think, is when I actually even sat Floyd down and I said, you know, I have just been sinning for so long. I have been putting you above God, and that is just absolutely wrong. And... Um, Psalm 18, 2 says, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. We need to always remember that He is our rock. No one else, no human on this earth is going to do what God can do for you. And um, that's a short one. That's it for me. Well, the, the truth of the matter, and I know sometimes it's hard because we, we love our kids, right? We, we, we love our spouses. We love our moms. We love our dads. Uh, we love our family members. We love our sports. We love our houses. We, we love a lot of things. Uh, but the Bible tells us that we should love the Lord our God, to, to seek first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, and then everything else will be added unto you. And I know sometimes it, it sounds funny, but I, I want you to listen to what Jesus says about us growing deeper in love with him and how we can do that. And it comes out of the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 15. And Jesus says it very simply. He says, if you love me, you will keep my commands. And then as you read down in that same chapter, he repeats it several times. He just says simply, if you love me, you will 
keep my commands. And I, and I think that's an important way of, of Jesus showing us how we love him more, how we grow deeper in love with him. It's through reading his word, understanding the things that he wants for us in this life and honoring him and glorifying, glorifying him by keeping those commands, listening to what he's telling us to do in this life. Jesus said, and my mom used to tell me this as a kid, and I didn't get that until um, one day that I, I faced death. But my mom used to always tell me, that, that Jesus came to give you life more abundant. You know, and I didn't completely understand that because I thought I had a good life. I was having fun and life was good. But really, truly, when you give your life to Jesus, when you, when you follow and you accept the gospel for your own life, then you'll experience life more abundantly. It becomes better. And it's amazing to see what God does. I want to read for you the passage that really represents the gospel the most. And it's John three sixteen and 17. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Do you hear that? He didn't send Jesus to condemn us. He sent him to save us. See, that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the goodness of God's love for you and I. And the last point that we want to make this morning is that just simply put your faith in God alone. It's, it's all about God. You know, let him be the center of your life. And in verses four and five of our main passage, it says, and my speech and my message were not implausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but listen to this part, but in the power of God. See, he's saying, put God at the center of your life. And then Paul goes on to say in Romans chapter one, verse 16, this is the reason why I say and share what I do, because I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. And as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. Put your faith in God alone. Don't, don't trust man. You know, trust each other. Don't get me wrong when I say that. But don't let it be where you're putting others above God. Because we have to put our faith in God alone. He's the one that's going to see us through. See, and it's the good news of the gospel that moves us to do things that we would never do before. It changes us and it helps us to become the people who he wants us to be. I tell you what, Janice wouldn't be up here sharing her story with you if it wasn't for the goodness of the gospel, if it wasn't for a gratitude for what Jesus did for her and the way he's carried her through, the way he's carried me through. And there's just power in that. That's power in the gospel. And those nevers that you might have for your own life, they'll become realities. God will use those nevers and he'll change you and help you to become the person that he wants you to be. Not the person that I want you to be or the person that your spouse wants you to be or the person that your parent wants you to be, but he'll use those to help you become the person that he wants you to be. You know, I want Janice, as we kind of close, um, to share just one last thing about how, how God has helped and strengthened her in her faith by serving others. And I think it's an important part of what God calls us to do and asks us to do. And I think we can all agree that life is hard. People are hard. Family is hard. Um, many points in our life is hard. Things are difficult. Um, but since I gave my life to Christ uh, over 20 years ago, 
even though things are hard with the gospel and knowing God's word and staying close to God, we can get through those difficult times. Um, again, I, I cannot express to you um, the difficult times that Floyd and I have been through, uh, both losing a parent. Um, and, and we lost our parents in different ways. Floyd's dad went very suddenly and, and my mom's uh, death was over a year's time. So we experienced both, which was very, very difficult. But through the love of people, we were both able to grow by seeing other people um, and their love for us that uh, just really shines through. And I think that's what we're really trying to um, send out to you today is when we know God, we know God's word, we know the gospel, then we are able to minister to others in the same way. And it is life-changing. It's life-transforming. Um, again, this weekend, I think many of us women were truly transformed or renovated, because that was our theme. We were uh, renovated, and we have to be true to that. Not saying that every moment in life is easy with God, but he makes things easy for us. Uh, we all are going to go through hard times, but knowing that God is with us makes things so much easier. Uh, I cannot, again, I know I'm being redundant, but get connected to your uh, church family. Get connected to your uh, small group people. They are there for you. We are here for you. We're, um, last night, I just sent another text to my friend um, who was saying, thanks for this morning. And I said, we're sisters in Christ. We're here for one another. And I think it's hard to open up to people. It's hard to be real with people because just like we talked about yesterday, um, our first session was called the perfect life identity. We always want people to think everything's perfect. I'm fine. I'm dying inside, but I'm fine. I'm, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Everything's good. I'm good. And you walk out of church and you're like, oh my gosh, okay, checkbox. I'm done with that. Ugh, this is awful. Um, but we need to come and we need to share when times are hard and, and be here for one another. God did not want us to do this life alone. He put people in our lives for a reason. And sometimes it is hard to open up to people, but there are those those uh, few special people that people put in your life specifically to share life's hard moments with. So I just encourage all of you, um, really, I would not be here if it really wasn't for uh, Annabelle, my mother-in-law, uh, being a, so influential in Floyd's life. Um, because I know there's always that one person who, who makes a difference in your life, who you see Jesus in. And when Floyd's dad was actually in the hospital, I could see Jesus working in God's life. I mean, I'm sorry, in Floyd's life, <laughs> even though I wasn't a believer. But how is that possible? Not being a believer, but yet being able to see something going on in Floyd's life. Um, so again, I just really encourage all of you, um, stay close to God, stay close to his word, read it every day because it is life transforming. Amen. Amen. So I, I just want to close our time together with one last verse. But before we read that, I, I want to encourage you that, that your faith will help others to come to faith. Your, your story will make a difference in someone's life. And, and, you know, we can look at each other and see whatever we think we see. But the reality is that um, inside of us, we all have hurts. We all have things that we've wrestled through. And, and I want to encourage you this morning that your hurt can hurt somebody else, but also your hurt can help somebody else. And the, the choice is yours this morning. The choice is yours every single day to take the things that you've gone through to help others 
go through their things because I, it's amazing to hear and see. And I shared with you earlier in the message that, that, you know, when Janice and I uh, lost a child, um, there were so many people that loved us, encouraged us and took their hurt and used it to help us. And I tell you what, God, God is at work and God is doing things in your life right now and not just for yourself, but for others so that you could uh, be the light, you can be the hope, you can be Jesus to those that need a faith, that need hope in this world. And I want to encourage you with that. I want to close with this last passage and it's Galatians chapter two, verse 20. It's in your notes there. He simply says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is I who no longer live, but Christ who lives in me. And, I, and the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. Will you pray with me? Father, we just thank you so much for this morning. We thank you for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Lord, we, we come before you and we just uh, give you praise and we give you glory. We thank you for these moments. We thank you for this time that we have together to, to sing songs and to worship you, to, to open up your word and just share our hearts and just share the things that, that we've gone through, the joys, the hard moments, and just everything that, that we've seen in this life, Father. Lord, today we just come before you and, and uh, we want to receive the gospel. We want to receive the grace that you have for us, that you've given us through the cross, through the death, the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, Father. Lord, we thank you so much that you loved us so much that you gave us your son, that he would die on a cross, that he would show us what it means to, to be faithful, to honor you and to glorify you, to live a life that would bring others to faith, that would bring us today to faith. Father, you're at work and you're doing some great things. And my prayer this morning uh, for Janice and myself and for every person is in this room is that we would just love the gospel, that we would, we would put our faith and our hope in the goodness, the good news of Jesus Christ. Lord, that we would trust you and believe that you did send your son for us, that he did die on a cross, that he did rise again, that he did conquer death, so that we know that we have an eternity and we have a life and life more abundant. Father, I pray for every heart that's broken this morning, every hurt that is here this morning, every struggle that we are facing, Father. We know that, that you are sovereign and that you are in control. And Father, that you have the power to heal us, the power to, to forgive us, the power to strengthen us, the power to help us. So this morning, we cry out to you, Father. We, we lift our hearts. We lift holy hands to you. We worship you and we give ourselves to you. Today, we die. We die to ourselves so that we might live in Christ. Father, we just thank you for this moment. We thank you for your love and for your grace. Father, be with us. Show us that grace. Help us to understand. Help us to trust it. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ, committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community.
we invite you to go with us on this journey.